Hey guys, I am currently in my car driving to a bar in Northeast Minneapolis called Psycho Susie's to record a conversation with my friend Eric Pearson. He was actually a guest on my podcast earlier last year. I think it was question number 12. Are we screwing ourselves over by thinking too big picture? It was a great conversation. I pulled over before getting there because I feel like this conversation needs a little context. And what I want to do is describe something I call the lie or the misunderstanding of inspiration. And by that I mean this. When when we are starting out on the creative journey to create something new and original, a lot of times we compare our self-talk to the final finished product of someone else. Whether that's maybe a movie you see or a song someone wrote, you can't even imagine where this came from and you think that they just woke up in the middle of the night, they had this idea and then they just created it. The problem with that thought process is that it creates within us this thought that I, sometimes I feel like I'm not having original thoughts and because of that, uh, everybody else around me is creating all this original stuff and maybe I shouldn't even start because maybe that's just not me. Now here's the deal. We don't talk about the inspiration of where these ideas and concepts came from. And so a lot of times on this podcast, it's my goal to sit down with people, creators, musicians, artists, uh, producers, chefs, brewery owners, and try to figure out who they are and what led them to creating what they created. Now, I ask a lot of my guests, I talk about vulnerability, being open, because that is what we all connect with, right? And I feel in this conversation, I want to give you the backstory, uh, and that is this idea for this conversation is completely unoriginal. I listened to a podcast, a guy named Rob Bell has the Robcast, with an episode a couple weeks back called Quoting with, and then whatever his guest name was. And I thought, man, that is an awesome idea. I'll talk about this when I chat with Eric here in a second. But I love writing down quotes, and I know Eric does too. And so I thought, man, I, sh I should totally do this. I should incorporate this idea, at least an experiment for one episode on the podcast. So there you go. That's my inspiration. That said, I'm going to meet up with Eric here in a second. Even though the inspiration is drawn from something else, uh, we're going to have a conversation that is completely original just because it's us. So that's the process. I hope you enjoy. Psycho Susie's massive thank you. All right, that's it. Let's get this rolling. So, Eric, I'm heading your way. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. What are you asking? You talking to me? What are you? Hot quiz, hot shot. Quick to go. I, I mean, just speaking of diving into like quotes here in a minute, I remember a buddy of mine telling me once that anytime you're working with human beings on a creative level, you're dealing with a limited resource. Sure. And it just stuck with me of thinking, oh yeah, you have a limited resource that you need to make sure that you are cultivating in the yeah. sense of like hydrate, like cheesy things. I Well, I'd say cheesy, but things I wouldn't think of, uh, nobody talks about. Like, did you go to? Did you get a good night's sleep beforehand? Uh, do you have a hangover? <laughs> what do you mean for an interview? Yeah, it's definitely I don't think that's happened. Um, 
um, you definitely have to keep that in consideration because, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a performance, right? You're performing yeah. some sort of uh, uh, material experiment yeah. or a show. In your yeah. case, um, yeah. rest is like number one. Yeah. Man, I love that. Okay, so... I've got a quote that re- is related to that. Do you really? Um, if you want to just dig in. And I want to hear the story, the backstory too. Yeah, I would say, tell me this quote first. Okay, so... The key to abundance is meeting limited circumstances with unlimited thoughts. Oh, yes. Marianne, Sorry, say that again. Marianne Williamson. Okay. A lot of these I'm going to have you give me another read through sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the key to abundance is meeting limited circumstances with unlimited thoughts. You're talking about each each yes. project you work on has a yeah. finite amount of resources. Yes. And I think if you can just like approach it with it's kind of like the yes and in improv, you know, like okay. you, like somebody says something and then you agree with them and then yes. add to it instead of saying no. Instead of saying no, like putting a stop on it. Let's yep. just say yes, absolutely unlimited thoughts like everything is possible everything can happen yes. we can do this yes um until you can't right so it's yeah. like everything everything is a yes um that's part of the unlimited thoughts oh man and then you match that up with the circumstances and the resources and then you there's compromise you figure out oh, how to move forward that is awesome that that makes me think of two situations one the situation is that uh in multiple interviews that i've listened back to uh, yeah. that i've done with people Everybody, I shouldn't say everybody because it hasn't been brought up, but multiple people have brought up the fact of when they are in a collaborative environment, how much they've learned to not say no and just say yes. Let's try all these ideas. There's, and there has to be a point where you have to uh, have discipline or decipher right off the bat. It's like, okay, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I know yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah. But the thought of when you're working the with other people, phase. just saying yes. Yeah. Totally. The idea phase is... is incredibly important because um that's when you are like building um you're building your your team um how do i say this um it's important that everyone is heard and understood and then when you have all these ideas it's so much easier to say well this is what we can work with this is these are our parameters these ideas can work these ideas can't work it's less about that's a good idea or a bad idea. Right. Yes. All ideas are good. Yes. And then you figure out which ones can actually happen. Work for this scenario. Right. right. Oh, that and in is that good. in that sort of spitfire idea phase, you get some really cool ideas that come out that may not have come out if somebody has shut you down and then you can take it personally and it's yes. like those bad vibes. Just like bring on the ideas. Yes. Yeah. The crazier, the more expensive the wackiest just they're all they're just an idea yes right man i i love I, that thought of i love brainstorming with people yeah and people that are not used to the creative uh workplace of brainstorming it sometimes takes some explaining that you ha- i have to th- i mean i have to throw out 10 bad ideas yeah. before one good one happens Definitely. so they're all this might not be the, the right idea for it but this idea will lead us to the right idea definitely and you have to be cool with that it's just like creative writing uh whatever you're doing Maybe it's a journal, maybe it's for a project, maybe it's uh, something that people will see eventually, maybe it's just Mm -hmm. for you. Um, Don't edit yourself while you're writing. Just almost like free association. Just get everything, get every thought out of your body and then put it in some sort of tangible form so that you can reference it later. And then do your editing. And then say, okay, this idea was crummy. I could reword this. This one I can't afford. This one may not be 
great for yes. what we're doing here. You know what's helped me a lot with that? Uh, when I've been doing writing, I write my first draft by hand now. Typically, or at least, at least my I call them my stream phase, yeah. where it's just I'm I'm just dumping ideas yeah. because even on a computer, uh, what distracts me sometimes is that little red line yeah. that pops up like you misspelled a word, <laughs> so, and even the fact of yeah. even if I'm gonna keep that word of going back and respelling it and yeah. fixing it, yeah. that takes me out of the flow. Definitely, even that tiny of a thing that's not a no to anything. Yeah. But it just speed bumps you a little bit. Yeah. And so if you can keep that rolling, yeah. I'm huge on that. Man, there's something even to be said about having an intangible thing in your head yeah. and then using your body and a physical device to let it flow into something that you can see now that mm. is tangible, that's on paper. There's something about that process. I'm sure there's been studies about this too. Just like I have something in my head. You can't really understand it or see it, yes. but you will as soon as I write it down and then I can hand it to you. And then just the process of reabsorbing yes. that back into your body. There's something about that that is fascinating. And, and that process of, like you said, using the tangible, um, getting your, your first draft out by hand. Yes. It's important. Oh, man. Okay. I love that. The whole, okay. So that brings me to how this whole conversation is even starting, Brilliant. right? So you're talking about writing things down by hand. I interviewed, uh, I think it was after you, I interviewed... Uh, a guy who was a Lego building champion, and we were yeah. just talking about creativity, and it was awesome. And it's one of it was one of my favorite conversations. He did the arcade, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so he, I can't remember so what cool. number the question was, uh, but he talked about the importance of a creative is actually to collect, and our need for if you hear a funny story or if you think of a funny story that happened in your life, write it down somewhere. Yeah. If yeah. you hear, uh, if you think of an idea for. Uh, an article or a book or something. Write it down. Yeah. Don't second, like you're saying. Yeah. Don't second guess yourself. Don't say good or bad. Yeah. Uh, but write it down. And he keeps all these lists. Yeah. And so people say to him, "Man, you're hilarious," because uh, he does public speaking. So that for his main job. And people are like, "You're where do you come up with these hilarious stories?" He's like, "I just write them down when I remember them." Yeah. And if you would do that too, right. after a year, you would have this huge list. Right. So if that That's conversation great. literally changed my life. Because I, uh, from it was one of those that I said, okay, that's tangible. I'm gonna take that. So yeah. I took it, and I carry a notebook with me, mm -hmm. and even notes in my phone. And one of the things I start doing is I've always loved quotes, and so I just said, screw it, I'm gonna make a quote list. And every time I hear it, I'm gonna write down the quote, who said it, and then right after it, what context? Where did they read it? An article? Yeah. Did someone else tell it the to source, me? The source, yeah. Write down the little date, whatever. And now, less than a year on, I've got this massive list. Uh, and I shamelessly f I got this idea. I was listening to another podcast, and they they sat down and they talked about quotes. And I thought, man, I w that's a brilliant idea for a conversation starter. Why don't we sit down? I know we were sitting down a month or so ago, and you have your whole list. Yeah. <laughs> can you I, call, say, can I say what it's oh, called? Yeah. Fucking awesome quotes. <laughs> and it's a list on your. You just, just have an iPhone note. Yeah. And so what's your creative flow for that? Are you just whenever you hear it? There's no write flow. It it's just if I'm reading a book or I'm listening to somebody on a podcast, for yeah. instance, um, I didn't get this idea from him, but um, to, to piggyback um, uh, on the yeah. guy you interviewed, BJ Novak yeah. does something similar, but he carries around an actual notepad and writes down. Yes. He's got, you know. He, and he uses the same Moleskine that okay. I do. So it is. So for me, uh, 
shameless plug, Leatherworks. Minnesota oh, yeah. Leatherworks. I love those guys. It's awesome. They use the same leather as uh, Red Wing boots. Oh, They geez. somehow yeah. have an in. Brilliant. So it's made with that, and it fits this passport. Have you, I don't know if you've seen these. Oh, yeah. But it's just a uh, moleskin Is it designed cat-ier. for a passport, or do you? is it designed for more? I think they, I th- they call it the passport, but then they re- recut it because they realized more people were putting a field brand notebook. Cool. I love but that. I, I love the way moleskins feel so anyways i always have this there's okay. something about tangibly writing definitely and that yeah um say what you're gonna say about novak because i love his process after he finishes it. oh Do you remember yeah that? yeah so he has uh, the nice thing about these most moleskines moleskine 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 uh the nice thing about them is that there's not many pages it's very small you can go through um a book really quickly yep um and then it kind of just keeps, instead of being like overwhelmed by all yes. these pages, um, which is something that like, I have this thing with paper. Like, oh, dude, give it to me. Oh man. I, I will, <laughs> so silly. Um, I'm terrible with writing because I have this sort of, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to yes. writing. Yeah. And I hate like starting something and then having to scribble or like tear the page out and start new. Yes. And especially with those, you can see that a page has been ripped out. Yes. <laughs> it just, it stops me from writing. Yeah. Uh, which is not good. It's something I need to Because you just want it to be. I want it to be. It's like, I've written it down. Yeah. This is. This exists. This is law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Instead um, of just like, like if I had 10 pieces of scratch paper with me, yeah. I wouldn't care about it as much. Uh, but that's, I think, where this comes in. Um, my understanding or my memory of what he was saying that he uses is he just goes through them super quick, gets his ideas out, and then he'll throw them in a shoebox and then reference them later. So that's yes. sort of the, like, everything is good, idea phase, just write it down. Yes. Book's full. Okay, I'm going to throw it in this box and I'm going to organize it later. Yes. That is a, the biggest thing I've learned over the past year of diving into this sort of thing is the need to separate your idea phase from your judgment phase or your cult of whatever curating phase, whatever you want to call the editing, second editing, editing phase. Editing yeah. phase. That's, yeah. a, that's a better word. The, the need to separate those two. So you just throw them out. And yeah, I love his deal. Yeah. I, I use for mine. I, whenever I fi- fill one out, whenever I am in my editing phase, I have an exacto knife that I go through and I slice the pa- pages off and the ones I want to keep. And then I fold them. I folder them. It's really, that's awesome. It's goofy. Of like, okay, this is, this is an article idea. So I put that in the article folder. So then I can go back. Uh, it's this concept that some people call commonplace book. If you've heard of that, I'm not familiar. So it's just the thought of organizing them of like, here's a qu- I have a quote folder for the things I've written down there. Yeah. Uh, anyways, very cool. That's, that's getting a little too nerdy. I don't know how long. No, that's last. great. Jerry Seinfeld does something similar or really? has like with his yellow legal pads. Yes. And he'll just free form handwrite. And then he's got hundreds or thousands of these categorized in yes. middle of folders. Man, that I think I saw a video of his where he explained how he writes a joke. Yeah. And he was talking about how he was writing. He's got a new um, stand-up special on Netflix. Okay. And I think it references that. There's a picture of him sitting on the street and all these legal pads around him with all of his ideas that fill a block. It's incredible. Yes. I am. Yeah. Like I said, if I believe one thing, if you are creating something... If you consider yourself a creative or artist or whatever it is, your main job is to collect yeah. your own ideas, other things that inspire you. Yeah. Uh, like almost uh, 
I don't know, just almost overkill, I yeah. think. I'm in just an overkill of collecting ideas and writing stuff down that inspires me. Take a picture of a road sign that I thought was interesting that's yeah. going to inspire me to do something else. Yeah. I'm just in a massive collecting phase. Okay, so anyways, were you going to say something? I was going to add to yeah, that. Yeah, add to it. I was going to yes and that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that principle translates very well to film. So mm-hmm. uh, no matter what you're shooting, you're going to probably get coverage so you're going to start with a wide angle perhaps yeah uh just to kind of show everyone this is the environment that we're in this is who everyone's wide angle yeah a wide angle make close up <laughs> but you've got multiple cameras so you can like you can cut you've got an edit point yeah maybe one camera will stop working the other one is still rolling or maybe yeah. one has better coverage of um when you're talking and so we're going to cut to that yeah um but the idea is it's like you start with your wide and then you get close you get maybe your two shot and then you get coverage of individual people and then you are those all different takes all different you takes. get your wide shot and then you're going to redo it with this shot yep really yeah yeah so if you're watching any scene yeah any scene from any movie with exception <laughs> yeah um they have filmed that scene for probably half of a day and the scene might only take place for a minute or two minutes or something like that. Man. So it's just getting all these cameras. And the, the whole process of it is it's just like free, free flow ideas, right? All these yeah. ideas are great. We don't know which ones we're going to use, but then we can edit later. Yes. And we've got all these edit points. Yeah. And then with that, you can like speed up the tempo of the scene. You can slow it down or maybe you can edit out um, uh, a line wasn't working yeah. or the script changes somehow. Yeah. Um, if you have a cutaway of somebody's reaction, then you yeah. can cut to them, lose that line, cut back. Mm-hmm. So the whole the whole process of it is like, just let's get everything. Let's cover all this. And yes. no idea is bad. We may not use it, but we're here now. Let's just do it. Man, that I didn't know that. Yeah. That's Ron Howard brilliant. has this incredible... His master class? His master... Uh, dude, I am consuming it so quickly oh really it's, it's incredible i've always wanted to do one of those master classes in the middle of it do you recommend 100 100 yes for anybody who is curious about filmmaking and how it works mm-hmm. start with his because he yeah. approaches it from the standpoint of a director who was an actor um yes and he i don't know how long this thing is there's 30 lessons or so each uh lesson is maybe 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's pretty introductory at first, and then he st- starts talking about um, his experience, but then he dives in with actors and, and starts working on a scene from a movie that he directed, uh, Frost okay. Nixon. Oh, yeah. And it's it's so great. And is, it, is he there directing an actual scene in the movie uh, for Masterclass? He's, so he's re, reshooting oh, the scene. Okay. Reshooting a scene, different actors, not on location. He's just yeah. in a studio. But talking about... Yeah. Breaking it down. So the first part of that yes. is that him is him just working with the actors. Yeah. They do uh, sort of a rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows that table read. Yeah, pre-production. And he's just working with the actors. Oh, man, I would love. They that. just read through it, and yes. then he's like, "Okay, so let's try some blocking." So I want to shoot like this is a garage, and then this is another room. So yeah. you walk in here, um, and then he starts. So he's just working with the actors, yeah. and there's a camera observing them that yeah. you're watching. So it's like the student camera. Okay. He does all this rehearsal and then he brings cameras in and he starts getting coverage and then all this. And then yes. once they have their scene, yeah. he starts over and then he starts looking at the camera and he says, okay, students, so this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm thinking. And it's so good. So you see it. So you're just observing and he's not acknowledging you almost. It's almost like you walk onto a film set and watch people working oh, a scene. Oh, that's so cool. And then yeah. he goes back to the beginning and he says, okay, this is what we were thinking when we were doing this. And this is why yes. we need this coverage. And this is yes. why we're doing this performance, landing by this window. This is why we need 
need you to walk through this door out into the alleyway to keep it interesting. It's, yes. Dude, it's brilliant. Man, uh, okay, that... Uh, and maybe Dustin I'm, Hoffman has a great one, too, yeah, for acting. It, okay, that was so I haven't good. seen that it's one. It's the first I one that they that came out with. It, but yeah, so okay. good. Man, I don't know if I'm... Maybe I'm reading into this whole deal that you said a little bit more than I need to, but the thought is okay. that I <laughs> think that... That's all, that's life and creativity is knowing what's how does someone work asking the right questions. I remember mm. I was in a session once and a younger um, music student came in and they were doing the same thing, just observing the session. And he came up we had, we had time for questions and his question that he asked me and I'm not making fun of him because there's no such thing as a wrong question, but his question was so I noticed when you're playing like you uh, your strap. You had your strap around your neck, and then like halfway through, like recording the song, you kind of took your strap off and kind of just put it away. And I, I remember it was one of the first times I realized, oh, you, you don't know what you should be looking at. You don't know what you should be thinking about oh. when you're watching and learning from other people. And yeah. there's this thought of being a professional student. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm going deeper into this. No, that's but brilliant. But the thought is brilliant. To, to what interests me about everything you're saying is how he talks about this is what was going through our mind. Like that fascinates me to no end. And it's probably the main reason I'm doing this podcast is because no, let's not just talk about the movie you are working on or this, whatever project you're working on right now. No, like when you sit down to edit at the end, when your real decisions happen, what goes through your mind? What are you looking for? What was going on through your mind? I don't know if if that's kind of what he dives into with his masterclass. I haven't finished it yet, but I know looking ahead to the, the uh, curriculum is that we're going to go in and, see his editing Editing process for what we saw in that film. Or just the creative process. Man, I took that on a freaking tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I know you're talking about something, but I'm uh, going to talk about something that I'm just thinking about right now as you're saying this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Feel free to go grab Bloody Mary. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good. Which I, by the way, side note, I do feel slightly guilty. We are here at Psycho Susie's on their amazing patio, and every Saturday they do an awesome Bloody Mary bar. And so if I pause this, I feel I, I just feel like I should be drinking a Bloody Mary at some point. In yes, this. I think you just you need a Bloody Mary <laughs> to clear your head. <laughs> I'm back. I've got a Bloody Mary. I feel like it's the proper thing to do at Psycho Susie's. Northeast Minneapolis, sitting on the patio. I have a fascination with quotes. I've been writing them down for years in my journey. Whenever I, I've, I've been journaling for years, and my first two pages or last pages, I would leave blank and just write quotes. Oh, great! On it, whatever. Great. Uh, but you, what is it about quotes for you that made you want to start writing them down? Um, that's good. Uh, good question. Um, probably. You know, when you, find, when, you, when you read anything or you watch a movie or you're in a conversation with somebody yeah. and somebody says something that stands out, yeah. um, I like to, you know, if I'm reading a book, highlight it or just add it in my phone. Yeah. Um, it kind of takes me right back into that place that I was, like if, you know, like a movie quote. Um, yes. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. You know exactly who says that yes. in what movie, in what context. You know the rest mm-hmm. of the, the the next scene. The rest, like yeah, a quote is just a reference point. Yeah, and that's how I view it. It's a Star Wars it's, reference. It's exactly <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, it's um, that's kind of how I'm. Uh, uh, yeah. It's just a takeaway. So yeah. I'm reading a book. 
um, following my curiosity. So these these are not categorized. These are just yeah. they're kind of all over the board. Yes. Some of them talk about relationships. Some of them talk about nature. Some of yes. them just reference, um, uh, you know, like I've got Brian Grazer quotes from one of his from his book, A Curious Mind. Yeah. Where he interviews a number of people, and I just pull a quote from there, and that's just fascinating to me. So yes, I'll read that quote, and I'll say, Oh yeah, Brian Grazer. He produces great content with Ron Howard a lot. Yeah. Um, and that book, I remember I was reading that at Griffith Park in L.A. two years ago. And it just kind of takes yes, me back into that environment. It takes you back to where that, what that inspired you about. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. to take it another step further, I'm going to read one quote. And then I, I brought something for you as well. So Dude, I love this. By the way, man, this is, uh, I knew that with you, uh, just because of our friendship, I knew I didn't need to say, Hey, let's bring quotes related to uh, creativity or anything. I knew I don't like. I knew that I could just sit down with you and the things that you find interesting. I, this will be the most random conversation ever. It's pretty and random. I, I love it. I'm so <laughs> pumped already, right Good. off the bat. Yeah. Okay. So what were you gonna read? Okay. So this is a, a quote from. Oh my god, I have to back up because remember when we when we started before yes. we rolled on the audio and the cameras on yes. this, the Beach Boys were playing. Yes. Beach Boys are playing now. Dude, the song. This is crazy. What is this? This, this is Don't this Worry. Is, this is the song that this you were talking is, about yes. earlier? That yeah. the Beach Boys remind you of a song you... Yeah. Okay, What? Okay. so the song, do you want to mention that? I just... Okay, I was having a downer moment yesterday. I was yeah. in my car. It was rush hour traffic. It didn't want to be in rush hour traffic. Yeah. I couldn't have... I could have avoided it. Yeah. But I, I, in that moment, I'm on 35. And in my head, I'm dealing with, oh, man, the neighbors are being difficult. And, oh, this... My gym, I just I hate driving so far. And in the, in the moment, I was like, just frustrated. And one song that kind of takes me out of that uh, is this song, Don't Worry Baby by the Beach Boys. Just brilliant so harmonies awesome. and it's so good. And the, the, the lyric is just, it's just like, don't worry, don't worry. Is so, this a song that you will put on? When you recognize, I put it on yesterday in the car. It didn't just should turn on. You you intentionally put it on. You're like, yeah. I need to remind myself. Yeah, I just yes. I and it's just one of those phrases that is so easy. I wish somebody would been in the car next to me said, Eric, just don't worry about it. But I heard that in my head and I was like, okay, I'm gonna listen to that song. Yes, (laughs) and it's great that it's playing right now. Man, that is okay. So that is one of my fascinations with quotes is because sometimes you can have this deep quote that you have to, uh, like even earlier, I was, I, you got to read that to me twice yeah. so I can just soak it in. But sometimes it's just so simple and it just seems, you almost write it off. Don't worry. Well, yeah, of course don't. But in the right time, hearing that again and reminding yourself, oh yeah, I don't I don't need to be worried about that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Isn't that that's great? Playing. That's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Uh, okay, so a quote. This is yeah. Henry David Thoreau. Who, yes, yeah. The price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. Ugh. The price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. Ugh. I have a book for you. Dude, that's so good. Quotes from (laughs) Henry David Thoreau. I've had this for probably a year. Whoa. Uh, I wanted to show up with a gift for you. um, And... These are just sort of like quotes and excerpts from a few oh, of his books. Yes. Um, he did not write this book. Um, someone yeah. else wrote it. It's sort of... Uh, I mean, he didn't write a, a quote book about my quotes. He, it's sort of biographical. Um, yes. Chapter by chapter, this guy is describing Henry David Thoreau and his love of nature and his disobedience oh, to... Like his... What does it say here? His firm commitment to civil disobedience in 
as a response to governments that his conscience told him were immoral in some central aspect. Yes. I think you're going to like this. Oh, dude. It's a I'm quick so read. It's what, 100 it. pages or so? Yes. Um, oh, man. Thanks. And there's some great quotes, some great takeaways in there, too. So. Yes. Uh, exchange some of your life I, for it, and uh, <laughs> dude, I will. In. I I might put a link to this. If you do, you recommend is this is something you'd say, go read. Yeah. Uh, so I put a link up on. I'm the a strong advocate of getting outside, hiking, adventuring, camping. Yeah. Um, he has some great. Uh, all of his stuff references that his life in the woods, really. Yeah. Um, and so I, I bought that with the intention to go take it on a camping trip. Yeah. Took it on a camping trip didn't read it at all. Yeah. I was just like enjoying being outside. Oh. So I've since read it and I recommend it to, to other people who are fans of his work or yeah. just need a little different perspective on um, either his writing or his view on nature. Yes. So Okay, so the, on, throw on nature. That's what I was going to ask you about because I was familiar that he is a writer but I didn't know he... Does he write on nature? I haven't read, I don't think, anything of his. I haven't read much of his either. Um... But yeah, he's kind of like the uh, Dick Prennicky yes. <laughs> of, uh, of, of writing. Um, Dick mm. Prennicky is just a, a guy who basically... I'm going to tell you right now, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Even oh I my gosh. So were we, oh, yeah. we were talking about the Bounty Waters. I don't know if that yes. was in this or not. But um, Oh, man. I'm so ashamed that I caught that on, on film. of you. Like, oh, he's a Dick Prennicky. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> nope, got nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dick Prennicky, um, I highly recommend you watch. It's a documentary that he filmed, or he had okay. a guy film with him, um, of him basically going into the middle of the woods, um, I believe in Alaska, um, with a backpack and some tools, and he would cut down trees. He built a cabin. Oh, that's he, sweet. He would do these like long hikes back yes. and forth to get some supplies. And then once his cabin was built and he was sustainable, his yeah. friend would fly in on a plane with like... Supplies? supplies. Or, and just, did you <laughs> yeah. live there? A 40 pound bag of flour. And, uh, oh man, that is cool. Remarkable. The guy, like. And so did, he filmed it all. He filmed this. Okay. Yeah. I uh, should check that out. And then he basically got off the grid and lived there until he was 85 or more. That's cool. And then only moved because it was the winters were so cold. Really? Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, you can't function that way in late into your 80s. But it's fascinating, man. That's cool. I'll have to check that out. It's, it's a three or four part documentary series, probably yes. three or four hours long, maybe more. I don't know. It's, it's yes. brilliant. Okay, um, getting back to your quote yeah. here, the, uh, the value of something. The amount. The amount. Uh, the price. The price of something. Of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. Okay. That makes me think of, uh, you know, I'm just fascinated by this thought that um, I wrote this article a while back that was essentially talking about as a freelancer, never working for free ever in your life. But it, what it actually was, the underlying thing is realizing that compensation isn't always financial. Because yeah. even you say that the price of something, the price instantly, I think dollar bills, I think money, how much something costs. Could be time. Could be time. Yeah. Are there any, like what resources in your life, do you hold valuable? So, like, time would time be one is of very them. Valuable. Finance. Yep. Is there anything else that pops to mind? Um, in terms of like quantifying. Uh, yeah, could it be uh, wisdom gaining? I'm just thinking if that's something you could gain. Maybe not. Um, energy. Definitely. It's kind of an open-ended. Yeah. I didn't really define that question, but I, I'm wondering when it says price. Yeah. Outside of money and time, are yeah. there any other things? Yeah. So that come to mind. Uh, right? 
in my present, and like currently, I have started a new uh, workout routine. I'm going yes. to the gym five days a week, and I know that it's going to take me 20 minutes to get there and 20 minutes back. I'm going to be at the gym for an hour. Um, that is that is valuable time to me, mm-hmm. and I, I have certain goals, uh, which include core strength and a number on a weight scale, yeah. but. Like I know that I can get there if I dedicate a certain amount of time, yeah. And that is the price that it's going to cost me, is yes. the time and effort that I put into this new regimen. Yes. So it's not just about. That's not just the time. It's also the the time, it, as in like the commitment. You're saying the commitment like, and am, and my energy output, yeah. um, with all of that involved. Yes. Um, which you can't exactly put a dollar amount on yeah. initially because it's mm-hmm. just a workflow. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's one example. That's good. Yeah, I love that. Okay, do you have another quote? Yeah, read uh, another one. Sure. Should we just keep going? Should I change totally. it up for like subject? No, it um, doesn't matter to me. Um, I've got okay. So <laughs> this is a this is maybe a good one. My friend Tom, God bless Tom. Tom is really mm. cool. Uh, very great friend. Called. I didn't answer. I was driving. He left a message. It's five seconds long. I'm going to play the message for you. And that's, it's a quote. Yes. And I'm sure this comes from another source, but having it from my friend Tom is really great. I'm going to play it into the mic. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to play it for you so you can hear it. You are better than good enough. Dude, that's so awesome. That's so cool. It's my friend Tom leaving a voicemail on my phone saying, you are better than good enough. And I think that is just one of the most encouraging things that someone could say to anyone. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what you're doing, washing the dishes, oh, that's good enough. <laughs> I got to eat off that next time. Yeah. In any situation, I think that's just good advice. Yes. It keeps you motivated, encouraged that, um, that I don't know, not about being the best, Man. but you're just better than good enough. Man, two, that's good enough. two things that speaks to me volumes is I love that that is from your buddy. <laughs> I love the thought of the importance of writing down something or just or recording something someone says, even in everyday life, right? Uh, and then the other thing is the you are, I'm getting distracted because the, I think these people are trying to figure out if they're going to sit over by us. Oh, okay. um, so the other the other thing is I don't know where I was going with that, but the thought of you are better than good enough because I feel like at least for me and a lot of insecurities in life a lot I feel like a big theme of my life is been trying to be good enough whether it's musically like constantly feeling like I need to be I, this insecurity that I am when am I showing up to a session or a gig with someone am I am I worth what they're paying me, or am I good enough to be hanging with them? I want people to like me. Oh. I'm, I'm, I've learned recently that I'm, I'm definitely a people pleaser, which is a deficit in my mind of trying, of constantly uh, worrying about what other people are thinking. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but that was an awesome quote. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to have um, certain expectations of yourself when you are approaching work. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, you set, you set uh, yourself on a certain standard to a certain yeah. standard and you want to make sure that that standard meets up with someone else's expectations of you when yes. you show up. That's not bad. Yeah. None of that is bad. Yeah. Um, I think the, I don't know what the context was for this, but yeah. just like I found it encouraging because if in your rehearsal or in your practice of whatever you're working towards, whatever goals you have. Yeah. Um, if you are sufficient, you're, you're good enough, you're, you're fine with, oh, well, that was good enough. Totally. 
I need to practice for an hour. I practice for 20 minutes. That's that's good enough. Yep. I think that's kind of the the place that I that's where I take it. Oh, it's like, oh, you know, it's it's uh you're you're better than that though. You're better than that. It's like it's an encouraging word for you to be like, oh, you know, I have these goals. I'm trying to do this thing. I'm trying to get this job, but you know, this is good enough. This uh, is this is fine. Yes. Okay. This is we I did not plan on it because I was I didn't bring any quotes. Uh, to how add dare to this, you. how dare me not add to this conversation? <laughs> but I have something in my pocket, I think, and this is so random. Speaking of collecting things, um, oh man, where is it? Now I'm playing pocket pool here on camera. Um, you have a fortune. <laughs> I have a fortune. It's been in my pocket because I, <laughs> I read this. <laughs> I haven't washed these jeans this week at all. I, by the way, how long do you go without washing jeans? I go an extremely long amount of time without yeah. washing jeans. Too long. I probably go too probably long. Probably go too long. Uh, you can go much longer when the weather is cool. Yes, than you can in the summer. Than you can in the summer. Yeah. So these are unwashed jeans, and I think this was earlier this week or last week. Or last fall. <laughs> or last fall. <laughs> last October. Okay, so, but I read this fortune cookie, and I stick it in my pocket, and I'm going to read it to you. Please see do. If, see if it goes with what you're saying. Okay. The man who does more than he is paid for will soon be paid for more than he does. That's great. Kind of like the same thing of like this. I don't. And when you said you are more than good enough, that is that kind of went in self-worth idea of my yeah, mind. Definitely. But in the sense that you it's speaking to you in the moment of, no, you can do better than that. Not, not just get to the point of, oh, this is good enough. This is, this is doable. Go above and beyond. Definitely. And. I just feel like so much about life, especially if you're doing something creative like art, uh, whether it's film or music or whatever it is. Definitely. You have to get in that mindset. You yeah. have to have some sort of controlled discontentment. As yeah. Some, yeah. As a friend of mine says. Controlled discontentment. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Balgard. Bruce, Do you know oh, Bruce Balgard? Bass player. Yeah, he's and, great. I yeah. interviewed him uh, on the podcast and he, a mind-blowing thing I learned from him is he talked about controlled discontentment controlled discontentment and he was talking about in relationship to being an artist in music when he was teaching students um if he taught a student how to play like a g chord and they came back and they're like yep i got it i got it good enough they showed up and they played it and he's like no you actually this is actually horrible you need to be working your butt off even more yeah so to have a certain amount of discontentment where I you constantly have to be pushing forward, doing more above and beyond, pushing yourself, but not but it needs to be controlled. Yep. Because too much of that, you're gonna go you're gonna go the complete opposite and get run down and beat down and just uh, I don't know like yeah. your ego or whatever whatever force pushing you you're gonna run out of. Definitely. That. I don't know if that makes sense. I love it. No, that's brilliant. Um, I listened to that podcast and I remember him saying that um i think that's brilliant i think mm -hmm. that's i think that's a great mindset to approach whatever you're working on yeah i think so too yeah okay give me another one another quote yep uh okay 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 faster 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 quicker quicker you can cut this out this space between um <laughs> no it doesn't matter uh let's see Man, I, these are kind of all over the board. Dude, that's fine. Re read the most random one, the first one that pops up. Okay. Um, no curating. That's why I love this. Doing this. That's why I'm doing this with you. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to read one that's that um, I, I can relate a story to, so it's less just about rambling on a quote and then moving to the next one. Oh, dude, that's fine. Okay, Let's so this is from Viktor Frankl. Okay. Um, he wrote Man's Search for Meaning. Have you read that book? No, I, that's one of those books that I haven't read, but so many people around me have read. I feel like I've read it. It's pretty dense, mm -hmm. pretty philosophical, very deep. 
Um, it will take some time. Yeah. I highly recommend. I, I had I did Life the changer, audio book. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's great. Uh, it's, it's a really great book. Um, his, his stuff is really, really cool. Yeah. This quote comes from that. Side note for, any, for anybody listening, he was a Holocaust survivor. Was he? Wasn't he? Or was it Victor Frank? Wasn't that his deal? Like he, oh. he either was in the Holocaust or during that time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And when he was in the concentration camp. What a terrible I'm, thing. I'm pretty sure. I think Man. that was his deal. If he's like when everything is stripped away from you, what yeah. is left? What's the meaning of life? Uh, go on. I didn't know that. Or maybe I forgot about that. Yeah. Maybe you should have written down that quote from the book. I think it's your turn. Where's your quotes? <laughs> uh, this is okay. So this one I've got. Um, well, I'll just read this. Between the stimulus and the response, yeah, there is a space, and in that space is your power and your freedom. I'll read it again. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is your power and your freedom. Oh. So something yes. happens externally. And then you have an opportunity to respond to yes. it. Yes. And there is time. Be- yeah. There's a space that exists between the stimulus and your response. And that is where your power Lightning lies. Lightning fast. Yep. Yes. How you act or react or respond yes. to a certain situation. I just find that incredibly empowering because it, it gives me the power to understand like this external thing that I have an opportunity to respond to yes. or not lies solely with me between when it happens and when I react. Yes. Okay, you said you had a story connected with it, uh, but I have a question before we throw a yeah, story. Yeah, um, uh, Can you think of, is there a time that you, pops in your mind when you were aware of that space between? Yeah. I've, I've been more aware of it having since read this book and keeping mm. this quote, but I think it applies to any conversation, specifically argument that you have with another person. If somebody is disagreeing with you, or there isn't a, there's a disagreement, um, it is so easy for that argument or conversation to elevate yes. negatively or not. Dependent on your response. Depending on your response. Yes. And just knowing that you have the power and a responsibility yes. before you respond to help take that conversation or argument yes. one way or the other based on what you say, when you say it, how yes. you say it. It's uh. kind of liberating to know that like you're a contributing factor to this. Yes. You, like it's not she or he was arguing with me. Yes. There is an argument that you're yeah. part of. I don't know why I took it to the negative well, side of the well, argument. No, but. I think the the argument side of it makes me think of. Um, I was listening to an interview with Larry King, and he was talking about the conversationally about how he uh, he was talking about responses, and you're talking about anger, whatever it is. His deal was, he, he gave an example, if you came home and you caught your wife cheating on you and you're upstairs in the bedroom, what would you do? And the, the other person that he was talking with said, uh, oh, I would, uh, I think this section's closed for right now. Oh, it is. I, I, yeah, this section is just for now. I think they were closing mm-hmm. off. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Right? Yeah. Um, so Larry King okay, so <laughs> puts a scenario out there. Uh, Larry King puts a scenario out there where he, uh, uh, what, what was I saying? Okay, so you go up to your, uh, you go upstairs and you catch your wife cheating on you and the guy's there. What do you do? And the guy says, well, yeah, I would yell and freak out and start throwing things. And he goes, wrong. You calmly say, 
put your clothes back on, meet me in the kitchen, I'm gonna make some coffee, and we're gonna talk about this. And I don't know if any human being could do this, but it spoke to me because his thought was, when you are in a high tension conversation, uh, and you, the instinct to push back, or how are you gonna elevate the emotion of the conversation, uh, he talks about by do whenever you do that and you bring anger or your emotion into it, you uh, trade in your opportunity to get information. You're absolutely and the right. absolute goal is to get information because he said if you kill the guy and your wife whatever it is, yeah, you'll never understand why she cheated on you in the first place. Yeah, and I just when you're saying that story, it made me think of that random story popped in my mind. Yeah, about in conversation the need. Yeah, at least for me because I am a very emotional person. Yeah. So, do you know there's a there's a brilliant example of this? Yeah. Do you know or are familiar with Pete Holmes, his podcast or his TV I show, Crashing? I love Pete Holmes. Dude, yes. This actually happens. It happened in his life, and then he made a TV show. A TV about show it. about it. And then oh. it's so brilliant. Uh, the if you're planning on watching this, uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but so it's not good. crazy. Um, he walks in on his wife cheating on him. And the as I'm saying, oh, it's the, so great. The yes. guy walks in, like an episode <laughs> yes. later. They become friends, and he lives with them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so funny. Um, I don't know. If that, did that happen in real life? I don't, I don't think know so. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Um, Pete Holmes's podcast is brilliant. It is brilliant. It's long form. They yep. let the conversation just go. Yes, Pete is an amazing. Um, host. Yes. He asks great questions. He's curious. He's intelligent. Yes. Uh, I highly recommend yeah. listening to his podcast and his show on HBO Crashing is brilliant. Oh, so good. He brings in some of the heavy hitters for comedians, people that you may or may not know, and it's awesome. It is awesome. Okay, so the uh, when you were talking about this quote, the space in between, yeah. something I wanted to bring up uh, that made me think of is meditation. Mm. And I think we talked about that in our first conversation that we recorded. Uh, are you still doing headspace stuff? Not, no. I've been crap lately. I'm not. Um, um, for the first time in like four years, my meditation practice has changed. And it, oh, really? It's not in, it's not, I'm not incorporating the, the, those apps uh, anymore. Um, what does that look like? It's a little bit different now. So If you're cool, Sharon. Yeah. Uh, my meditation practice is, is a little bit different. Um, I'm still getting outside and walking. And, yeah. Um, I'm finding it very meditative to be in the gym working out and like just yes. really just being in my body yeah. in a moment for a period of time. Yeah. Um, I think no matter what you're doing, if you're doing something intentionally and allowing yourself to distance yourself from your thoughts, mm. yeah. um, I think there's something incredibly beneficial to that. Um, yes, to be an observer. To learn to be observer of your thoughts, yeah. Like you say, when you, when you, at least that's what's speaking to me. When you say distance yourself from your thoughts, yeah. To observe the moment, that fraction, that space in between. Yeah. So with Headspace, um, it's an app uh, in yeah. for for your phone. Yeah. Um, and they have these um, animated uh, thirty second, one minute animations yeah. that help explain what meditation is. And they demystify you, it. Yes. Um, it's not. Yes. It's not. In, what it is is just giving you an opportunity to understand your relationship with your thoughts and that we have a relationship with our thoughts and meditation is an opportunity for you to step away from that and yes. be so closely tied to your thoughts and just observe them. So in some way, like uh, one of these animations is you're in your car, you're driving, you're in traffic, mm -hmm. it's rush hour. Um, they're just saying, get out of your car, pull off to the side, sit on a chair and just watch traffic go by. 
and the traffic going by are your thoughts. I miss that one, but that is the greatest meditative example yeah. and description. And while ever. you're there, just yes. like it's okay to see your thoughts come and go. They're not bad. They're not yes. good. They're just thoughts. And when you understand that you're looking at your thoughts and you say, oh, those are my thoughts. Just get back and focus on your breathing. Feel the weight of your body in your chair. Yes. Feel like, you know, your chest expand when you're inhaling and exhaling. That is your meditation practice. Yes. That's it. And then you're going to get distracted. Yes. Your thoughts are going to come back. You're going to see those cars in traffic. And then when you re recognize that again, just focus back on your breathing. Yes. No one's going to like whip you. Just Yes. That's that's all that it is. So for me lately, it's it's been outside of the Headspace app or Oak yeah. Meditation, a Kevin Rose app. Mm -mm. It's a it's a great a great one that I highly recommend as well. Cool. Oak Meditation. I'll put it in the show show notes. <laughs> show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Okay. Man, that I I got off the bandwagon this past month, and I need to jump back in. But your quote that you just read, yeah. I'm going to hold on to that because uh, oftentimes when I'm talking about meditation to people, uh, you get asked, well, so what is that? What, what benefits have you seen in your life? And that, to me, is the greatest benefit uh, that I've just become aware of, of that the fraction, between, the fraction of a moment mm -hmm. between the stimuli and your response Meditation for me widens that. Yeah. If I after after a week of getting in the habit of doing it, all of a sudden I yeah the mindfulness I, I mm -hmm. feel like that that split seconds of being able to uh, be aware before I react. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's great. Man, how are we doing on time? Dude, uh, I'm cool. How are you doing on time? I'm great. I'll probably have to head out here in about. Let's do one more quote. One more quote. Yeah. Okay. Should we? Um... I'm putting a lot of pressure on you. No, <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> um, uh, one more quote. Jeez, um, there's some good ones in here. Um, I put a lot of pressure on you. Finding you don't it doesn't have to be the perfect. I one. don't feel pressure. I, I'm I'm I want you to feel pressure so I can tell you to not feel pressure. Can you just sing? Under pressure. I've got one. Actually, I've got the best one. I've got the best one. Do you really? I've got the best one. Yes. Um, right, I, I mentioned Brian Grazer earlier in our conversation. He is a producer with Imagine Entertainment, a uh, uh, production company yes. that. Um, was he on? Was he interviewed by someone? I feel I'm sure like, he was. I feel like I might have listened to him be interviewed by maybe Rob Bell or um, quite possible. Uh, yeah. Anyways, he's produced. Holmes, that's what he's produced for. all yeah. of the the best movies that yes. you've never ever seen. Yeah. Um, uh, Apollo 13. Yes. Um, I don't know how far back he goes, but he has a strong relationship with Ron Howard. Uh, oh, cool! And that so they started Imagine Entertainment years ago. Uh, okay. Brian Grazer came out with a book um, based on conversations that he's had. It's essentially you're doing the podcast version of what he's done um, in his book. So he came out with this book called The Curious Mind. Yes. And it's a compilation of interviews that he's had with a variety of people. So he meets and, and talks with Brian Grazer. No, I I heard an interview with him uh, with Tim Ferriss. I yes. think that's yes, and I think they were talking about the curious mind stuff of his. It's a brilliant book. It's a quick page turner. Yeah. Um, like I said, I know. Like reading this quote, I know exactly where I was when I was reading the book. Yes. I know where I was in that time in my life. That's kind of another reason why I'm, um, quotes are beneficial to me. Yeah. It's like I can I can recall it and remember the story that attaches to yeah. it as well. Uh, this is a quote from Brian Grazer and his book, A Curious Mind. Storytelling is the act of bringing home the discoveries learned from curiosity. 
The story is a report from the front lines of curiosity. You're born curious, and no matter how much battering your curiosity has taken, it's standing by, ready to be awakened. That is so... Can you read that again? I'm going to read that again. Um, as an encouragement to you to keep following your curiosity, keep... Man. If this podcast works or doesn't work, like, you're going to be curious regardless. Yeah. I hope the podcast's working for you. Yeah. I'm happy to be part of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just want you to be encouraged in your lessons from curiosity, because I'm encouraged by listening to the conversations that you're having with all yes. these people. Um, you know... Uh, Nick Kosovich and Tyler Burkham yes. and Ian Allison and Jim Mar uh, Jim Albinson. Like, those are all incredible people. The yes. conversations that you've cultivated are just remarkable. I want you to keep doing that for me. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be yeah, totally. selfish. Like, keep doing those. Who's your demographic? Eric Pearson. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is, that's funny. I might actually use that as a mental thing. It's like, what, what a direction? Yeah. What would Eric Pearson listen to right now? Because that would be actually really valuable to me. Okay, yeah. all right, read, I'll, this. I'll read, read it, it again. again. Um, storytelling is the act of bringing home the discoveries learned from curiosity. The story is a report from the front lines of curiosity. You're born curious, and no matter how much battering your curiosity has taken, it's standing by, ready to be awakened. Yes. Now, no matter how much battering it's taken. Yeah. Oh man, okay. The battery. Oh man, so many things inspire me from this quote. What's one? One, thing? Okay. Uh, one is it seems like a th the first section is a three-parter. Yeah, you're curious. It's within you, and that leads you to discovery. And then what you do with that discovery is creating something. Yeah, it's a report. Your curiosity. Story yes. Storytelling is a result of. Um, yes. The discoveries that you learn yes. from the curiosity. And yes. It's a report. Yes. You've made this report. You're curious about something. You've written a report about it. And no matter how, you know. Yes. The battery. The battering. The battering thing. part. Yeah. So that part makes me think of something I believe firmly in is that we. You're trained. At least if you grew up like I did. To, you're curiosity is almost trained out of you to an extent really yeah, I, to an, I mean if you add don't ask too many questions you're gonna annoy people around you if you think about a kid in school oh man now we're kid, <laughs> I mean that we're going we're going back to church days now <laughs> well I mean yeah, I, yeah even if we're talking about faith the way like my growing I don't really talk about faith a lot yet on this podcast but I mean for me it was this almost a belief back in the day of this group of people that thankfully figured something out we have all the answers. Don't don't question any of it. Yeah. We've already got you the answers. Yeah. And your only job in life and your only purpose is to go out and convince other people to think the same way you do. And I just and I realized that just there were way doesn't more doesn't serve you. Doesn't serve me in more ways than one. And so that's where I'm at with all that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had a similar upbringing. Yeah. Not not unlike what you just described. Um, and there was a turning point in my life recently, the last couple of years, where I realized, you know, that is not serving me or my life. I am, we are all naturally curious people. Yes. Even if it's, what's the weather outside? Let's go outside and check it out. Yes. Be curious and be adventurous. Follow your curiosity wherever that takes you. And I love seeing where your curiosity has taken you to oh, these cool man. conversations. Yes. Um, outside, I mean, it's so so. Uh, it's such a treat to be included in this stuff. It's, oh man, I'm so, so honored that you are a part of this, because you're in it. You're in it for the long haul. In it. Oh man, uh, 
Dude, let's end with that. I think that is a great descriptor of when you asked earlier of what is like demographic or focus of this next year. I'm, I want that to be something, a quote from you that I hold on to of the thought of, oh, I, I'm going to hold on and listen to my curiosity where that leads me with this stuff. And I am going to dive into, I want to be a better storyteller. I feel like that's what we, I want to be a better storyteller, whether it's helping other people tell their stories through this, write in writing stuff. I'm just committed to obsessing about learning how to tell story. Yeah. This next year. But you're, that's, you're, let me encourage you in, in letting you know that you are, oh. you are a great storyteller, even if it's just cultivating your curiosity through conversation. Um, Thanks, man. Just the the act of of a conversation is is creativity, and yeah. and even though the medium is a podcast or a video, um, we would still be having this conversation outside. Exactly, this is just an excuse to schedule it. Yeah. Oh, dude, man. All right, let's end let's end it with that. Okay. Thank you for hanging out with me. Can we do a part two on more quotes? Yeah. Or going through another list. Let's figure just, something out. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm into it. Thank you to Psycho Susie's for the patio placement this place is great hey guys this is rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week i just wanted to say a huge thank you a massive thank you to any of you that have rated commented or subscribed to this podcast on itunes also thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you have inspired you man that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. It's pretty cool. You can click on it. You can see where these have done. If you want to go visit them, if you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at the Rob Morgan, whatever you, you, you know, the drill. All right. Enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, (laughs) I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast or else I'd have to tell you podcasting makes me thirsty and nothing quenches a podcast thirst whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness because it truly is made of more. That's all. Alright. That's it. Thanks. Uh, I love that crap. All right. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. (laughs) Say the most random thing you can think of. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. (laughs) Perfect.